Saturdays with Jenny on Kaya 959. When I read a book called The Broken River Tent, I just saw, I suppose it was just areas of South Africa that the history I didn't really understand or know about. And I think for a lot of people, that's what we are learning from history rather than do good non-fiction books. And the author of The Broken River Tent, and if you haven't read it, I would advise you to read it. Read it slowly, but it is an absolute revelation when you do read it. And the author of that, Mpatumi Ntabeni, has written another book, and it's called The Wanderers. Now, it is not on the shelves, but it is virtually on the shelves. So I've seen the cover, I've seen all sorts of things, and here he is, and he's joining us, and he's going to give you a peek into what you can expect when the book comes out. And Mpatumi, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Hello, Jenny. Hello. Uh, are you are you up and about? Have you gone for your run? <laughs> yes, I've, uh, I've I've already gone to the hiking, but I'm I'm back now. <laughs> so You're... wonderful to be with you again in this show. Thank you. Hello to your listeners also. No, well, look, thank you very much indeed. And I'm afraid, you know, the coffee that we've been promising each other just isn't going to take place just yet. But but it oh. will, you know. Yeah, don't worry about it. It will and uh, immediately we get vaccinated. I shall be back again in the Josie Decks. Well, that's good. And I know that you've had a you've had a very interesting time here. So I'm glad that you have. And a lot. You, you've been in Melville, haven't you? Yes, I was staying in Melville. Well, interesting is a is a is a is a milder way of putting it. <laughs> no water. I, I experienced it firsthand how the the infrastructure is kind of crumb, crumbling there. I, I think for now I will keep my Republic of Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you've got seawater, but you can't drink it. So anyway, let's hope, let's hope they're better organised than we are. Now, t- yes. tell us about the Wanderers and. As you know, I read an extract last night um, that is actually not in the book. It's a cha- one of the chapters that was taken out, but it just gives me a good feeling for the book. And it's a book about an MK soldier who refused to come home after 1992. Tell us the story because it's involved, but it is just such a wonderful South African story. Oh, yes. The story basically, you know, what uh, interested me first on it is that there is a generation, which is my generation, that grew up in the township. Uh, uh, during the 80s, uh, they tend to call us the, the lost generation. I'm not sure why. And then you find out when history not is, is being told and books are being written, somehow we get overlooked. People talk only about the people from uh, that went to exile. And then those who actually, to me, bore the brand of the chaos that was our township life then mm-hmm. uh, get overlooked. And then after that, we get to get to the bond freeze and all that stuff. And then we start telling the stories again. So I felt that I need to revisit the, that era. Also, the, that age group of mine is also an age group that underwent another now almost forgotten pandemic during our times because we lost a lot of people under the AIDS pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be not to talk about in South Africa for whatever reason. There's still this shame, which I don't understand, that is associated with, uh, with, with it. So I, I thought uh, I would revisit that also because in my personal life also, I had people that I lost to it. So this this uh, this MK soldier, 
grew up in a small town in the Eastern Cape. And then in the late 70s, eight, early 80s, actually mid 80s, uh, he, he goes, he joins the MK uh, when he's fleeing from the apartheid regime. And then they take him first to Swaziland, Lesotho, uh, Botswana. And then he ends up in Tanzania eventually. He also trained in, in USSR. So this for me gave me an opportunity to look actually in what I called world uh, history, a world literature actually, if you know uh, the German uh, philosopher Guité was always talking about that. So I wanted to put the, 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 the trend of uh, African, Russian, Western literature into one. So when he is in Tanzania, he we, we find him he, he, in Tanzania in a, in a town of Mahorogoro where a lot of MK uh, soldiers stayed and then he's dying of AIDS and then he decides to write a journal and then in this journal he looks into his life he looks back actually into his life and uh, reconsider and uh, faces his mistakes and all those things the thing now before he left he had impregnated a woman so this lady uh, gave birth to a child which she raised on her own but she herself also when the child is grown up she is the one actually who goes to Tanzania to look for her father and then we see things through her eyes she's called Ruru and she's a medical doctor that's the summary of the story <laughs> so so that was the uh, the chapter that i read which is not in the book yeah. she was sitting in a cafe and i think yes. she was having a no was it lunch i think there was yeah, <laughs> yeah it was lunch and yeah. uh, and she was waiting for somebody to join her because she wants to find her father's grave yes uh, we she was sitting in a cafe in dar es salaam so there is this guy who's a researcher at the South African consulate. Is the one who's giving a direction of where her father was, is buried, and all those things. So it's it starts there. So, but uh, because uh, I think my publisher was concerned about the length of the book, she felt that we could lose that 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 chapter without losing anything on the story because it's already told within the mm-hmm. story how she found her her father's grave. Mm-hmm. But for me, that chapter was a little bit important in a sense that I wanted to I wanted the readers to get a feel of how she was feeling before she got into Tanzania when she first got into Tanzania but uh, you know how these things are <laughs> well listen I mean there's nothing quite as ruthless as an editor but, but <laughs> as you know uh, but in the end I mean they can see it without the emotion that you have and yeah. uh, they have a certain clarity and I think that that's important but it's a much more complex story because his daughter forges a friend with his widow, widow, who is a Rwandan genocide survivor. Now you're, you're going into the dark heart of um, of South, uh, not of South African history, but of the history of the, the continent. continent. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jenny. The, another thing why I, I wrote this book is um, I was trying to look into '94, and then in '94 I remember how hopeful we were, looking forward, and we thought South Africa is going to be one of the great greatest countries in the world mm. and how despondent the Rwandans were feeling because they were they were just emerging from this genocide and everything looked dark for them mm. then and all those things and then now postponed to 2020 and then I'm, I'm thinking how despondent South Africans feel and that they feel a little bit fatigued with everything that else. It feels to me that we have squandered the, the, the hopeful fund that we had from 94. Whereas for me, it, it seems the Rwandans themselves are in the ascendance of hope rather than as we are in a descendance of it.
You understand? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make the contrast between the two countries. But also, I wanted why I, I made him not to come back to South Africa. I needed somebody who is close enough to be a South African, but a little bit distance away, who hasn't uh, lived in a country for a very long time, to look at what is happening in our country objectively. So could you touch briefly, because you say that uh, it's a veiled study of the phenomenon of the wanderers, the Amafengo, just... Uh, can you can you just take us briefly into that? Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, I don't know if uh, most of our readers would know of uh, Amam Fengu. They were the, the people who, who fled from current place called KZN now, and they were fleeing from the the chaos of Infectan. Yeah, most people uh, tend to associate that with uh, the, the Shaga Wars, but Amam Fengu, especially him, his branch, which is Amatlubi, were more displaced by Umzulikas fleeing from Uchaka mm-hmm. than they were displaced by Uchaka. But uh, to cut a long story short, you know that uh, Mzilikas eventually settled in, in current uh, Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and all those things. So it, this is an opportunity for me to, to run out the African history, especially the southern part of it. And uh, I have also a, a, a dog in a fight because I am a Mpengu in, in that sense. <laughs> so I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at, at our own history and how how our people were were displaced and uh, i link it in a sense that because at almost at the same time that amam Fengu arrived in the eastern cape the white settlers also from from uh, britain arrived there so i i wanted to look at those nuances of the of history and the coincidences and all that, if you know what I mean. So there is a link in a in a curious way with the broken um, river tent. Yes, yeah. yes, there is. A, I I don't think I'm capable of writing any book of imagination without involving the history of the frontier war. Mm. <laughs> well, I I but, can't. Uh, sorry, but. Uh, I will have a proper book uh, because the, the Broken River Tent is part of the trilogy I call the River People. So I am planning to, in actual fact, is what I'm writing now, uh, to release a book two of that trilogy, which I will call The Marked Men. The Mad Men. Uh, the Marked Men. The Marked I think Men. When we, uh, the last time we talked about we we touched a little bit. It's a story of a Tiosoga. Uh, Fanda Kemp with Dr. Fanda Kemp who was the yes. first missionary to Zamatosa and all that you yeah. understand so I'm busy with that now so I hope it will come out say, in two or three years time well, listen, I, I'm, I'm, you know, hungry for books. So you, I think you've just got to get a move on. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you just do. And Batumi, I'm sorry that this is so short, but when is The Wanderers going to be on the bookshelves? Do you know? The official publication date is the 20th of July. But okay. uh, uh, secretly between you and I, I think from the 10th of July should be available. Okay, so that's what everybody should be looking for and maybe pre-order it. So if you've got yes. a good bookstore, pre order it because there'll yes. be a run on the book and you can order it they keep copies for you you've got your name inside and uh, and you know that you're you're guaranteed of getting a copy and push thank you so much for chatting to us thank you very much it was wonderful and uh, I will, we will release a, a podcast with the book lunch uh, in a few weeks time with it
That's, uh, the interview. That yes. sounds absolutely fantastic, and I'm I, I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me, Jane. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's lovely because I phoned him last night and I said, you know, come on, let's let's just give a preview of this book. So it's the Wanderers by Umpatumi and Tabeni, and it'll be on the in the in the bookstores round about the tenth. 10th to the 15th of July, just around the corner. Saturdays with Jenny, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya 959.